0: Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And before we get started, uh, I wanted to just remind you that uh, we now have a job portal up on our website at medicalsalescertification.com slash jobs these are open medical sales positions that uh we we've got a number of them up right now and i'm going to be adding to that list so if you are looking for uh entry-level sales positions or if you're looking for territory manager positions and up from there uh, we're going to keep building this out as we go so check that out and if you uh, or your company or you know somebody that is looking to hire medical sales reps Uh, You can also submit jobs online at uh, medicalsalescertification.com slash post a job. And so you can find that on the website if you just go to the kind of the main menu and scroll down, look at the jobs section, and it'll have, you'll be able to see an option there for post a job. So uh, I wanted to remind you of that. That's something new that I have launched within the last couple of weeks. So check that out. Uh, And I think that is all I've got for you. So uh, please enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And uh, I was kind of looking at my notes today. I keep notes for the topics that I want to do podcasts on, and I'm currently at 182 different notes that I have in my phone for podcast ideas. And I was kind of scrolling through them to see which one I wanted to discuss today. And the one I landed on just kind of worked out this way is I was having a text conversation. With uh, one of the, I mean, I call them students because I don't know another name. There's probably a better name for it, but uh, this is a person that had signed up for one of my online courses. And so everybody that does that, except for honestly the more recent ones because of the the volume. so high, I have people to catch up on. But anybody that signs up for an online course that I have, I'll text them to just introduce myself and you know make sure that if they have any questions, they know how to. You know, reach me. Anyway, I had a uh, text conversation with this person, and uh, she was frustrated because of the way that there was a lack of promotion within the company that was she, that she was currently working for. And so she was looking to get into medical sales because she wanted it to, to be more um, performance driven. She wanted to be able to control the trajectory of her career a little bit more than she currently uh, can in her current role, and. There was a there was an interesting couple of sentences in this text conversation that I feel like is worthwhile pointing out because um, I <laughs> I mean you I look around at the current environment at least here in the United States and the way that I see things going is away from competence and toward uh people should be in positions based on things other than their competence or their results or what the people that are hiring them think about their performance long-term, right? Like, like it just, that's what I see when I look at the world currently. And it's a little bit echoed in this conversation that I had with this person because, and I'll I'll read you a short quote. Um, She was talking about uh, people that are getting promotions and she said, quote, her company is very, very political, where they're hiring and promoting who they see fit, no matter their qualifications. Okay, they're hiring and promoting who they see fit, no matter their qualifications. And she was saying that she's been in her job longer than she's implying that she's been in her job and has more uh, years of experience in this job than some of the other people who are getting promotions around her. And it's very political that the company would be promoting people that they see fit no matter the qualifications. And like, I don't know how else to communicate other than that seems (laughs) like, I don't don't see how that's political. You know, like the company is choosing to promote the people that they see fit no matter their qualifications, right? Now they see fit, you could say, well, it's not fair, but I would I would be surprised if, I mean, you put yourself in the shoes of the people that do the promotions and that are promoting people that are deciding who gets jobs, et cetera, right? Like put yourself as the person that does the hiring. When you are thinking about getting into this industry, medical sales in particular, like who are the people that you're going to hire and who are the people that you're going to promote? I mean, is it going to be, well, this guy has uh, five years sales experience and this girl has three years. So I'm only going to promote the, the guy that has five years of sales experience. It's like, well, if that's the only metric you're using to decide who you should promote, that's going to be a pretty bad idea. And I don't think that that company, or at least that division, that area is going to do well long-term if that's the only metric you're using for determining who gets hired or who gets promoted. You know, if I was doing the hiring, if I thought the girl with three years of experience was more capable, had a higher ceiling, was going to be better fit for the role, I would be hiring her, promoting her over the person, over the guy that has five years of sales experience without any question. Because I think part of our parents' generation, I would say, and and probably the generations before, is that they're just kind of like a, a, a career track, that was outlined for most people. And like you get into a job, you get into a company and you just progress through time. And the more experience you have, the longer you're in the role, you eventually just move up the ranks. But anybody with a little bit of intuition and deeper thought on that subject realizes that there's going to be a limited number of positions to be able to advance people to. So it's not a guarantee by any means that you or I am ever going to continue advancing in this role right? Or in the role that you're currently in. You know, there's no guarantee that I currently as a territory sales manager, there's no guarantee that I'm going to be, you know, a VP of sales or a director of sales or run a company. There's a lot of people that are territory managers. And as you move up the rung, or the, the rung, I don't know, as you move up the ladder to the next rung on the ladder, there are less positions available. So like, how do you decide who gets those positions? It's like, well, you can't just use experience. You can't just use time doing something. So, you know, I I use this podcast episode just as an opportunity to, I guess, reiterate, this is a competitive field. And there are plenty of other jobs that, you know, that are not sales-based that you're going to have a much more predictable path forward in your career. And if you're somebody that, is has the kind of the the natural makeup or the the mindset or the approach that you would expect you know if I put in my two years then I'm going to get a little promotion and I do another year and then I'm going to get another promotion and then you know I'll make a little bit more money and it's this kind of like linear increase in your career this is probably not the field for you because that's not how it works in this industry you know you're going to make more money based on your performance period you're going to get promoted, you're going to get advanced, you're going to get more opportunities based on your competence, based on how well you've done thus far, based on what the people that are, you know, in the position to hire and in the position to promote people, what they think of you. Do they think that you're going to be good in the next role? And so a lot of, you know, they have to synthesize a lot of what they see in you to determine like, yeah, you're the person to promote over somebody else. And granted, one of the factors is going to be qualifications. One of the factors is going to be time and experience, but there's a lot of other factors that are going going to go into you getting hired or you getting promoted. And I just I want to, I guess, use it as an example that if you are if you have an aversion to uh, competition in the workplace, if you have an aversion to uh, somebody else that maybe has less experience than you getting a promotion over you, and that is you know flat out unacceptable then like certainly there, like, you don't have to choose medical sales. This is not the industry for those types of people who have kind of that nature and that makeup and that personality type. This, you're, you're fundamentally going to be unhappy if you're choosing to go into medical sales and then you get passed up for positions based on the company being quote unquote political when they choose to promote somebody that they see fit with less qualifications, let's say. Like you're, This is just not going to be a good industry for you. And that's number one. Number two, I don't understand how that's political, right? Like, like the words, combining those words together don't really make sense to me. The companies have an interest in promoting the people that they see fit that they're going to, that are going to do well for the company. And fundamentally by that, we mean grow the business, have some level of stability, be able to hire people under them that are going to do well, be able to train those people. like there's there's a number of factors that are going gonna go into that decision and it's not just who's gonna do well year one. It's also you know who's gonna do well over the next five to ten years right there's a there's a certain level of uh, balance you're gonna to have to think about you know do I take the person that I think is gonna crush it for one year but is a little bit more unstable? Or do I want to take the person that maybe has less upside potential in year one, but I think is going to be a better fit long term? Like, those are trade-offs. And that to me is not political at all. Like, I don't understand companies, you know, in a capitalist society, in, in a best case scenario, there is healthy competition between companies that determine who's going to win and lose. Now, not all of these games, not all, all of these Uh, areas of a capitalist society are going to have these perfect games that are, you know, refereed well and that, you know, the best person, the most competent wins. It doesn't always work like that. But for the most part, at least in what we do, there's not a whole lot of uh, unfair play that I see, at least. Like, there's, there's no shortage of people. Like, there's a wide variety of people who do well and get promoted. And it's very... Uh, meritocratic relatively speaking to a lot of the other industries that I have friends you know that I talk with that are in other industries in HR or in you know statistics or they're doing you know computer work all day they've got a desk job those types of jobs are a lot less meritocratic than something like this where it's sales it's performance. It's can you get the job done? Can you get in front of the customer? Can you convert that customer's business? Can you develop relationships with people that you just met? Can you go get yourself in front of people that don't want to talk to sales reps? Like the the companies want to select for those people. They're not just arbitrarily selecting people that like, yeah, they may like somebody and that may be a factor in their decision-making process. Maybe you think that you're better than somebody else. But they like that person, so they're gonna hire that person. Like, well, that's one factor, but that's not the only factor in in choosing who to hire. Like, you could look at it from the perspective of, well, they like that person, therefore they hired them. Well, if they like them, chances are the customers are gonna like them too. So maybe that's a legitimate reason why they should consider hiring that person. Like, likability, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not, is a factor in choosing who to hire, in choosing who to work with, in the ability to get customers to work with you over who they're currently using. like That is a a real factor in customers' decision-making on who they choose to give their business to. So it would totally make sense in the hiring or the approval process or the promotion process of people to positions that likability would be a big factor that's not absurd. That's not political. That is thinking about the business and what's best for the business long term. And so, um, I don't know, I feel like this is a little bit of a rant at this point, And I, I apologize, hopefully, it's actually helpful at some level. But um, I think it's, I think the the core message I want to get across is, if you are somebody that wants to have a little bit more linear trajectory of a career, if you want and expect you know you get your promotion every 2 years and you get you know a, a 5% pay increase every year and and things like that this is not the industry for you and probably a sales role is not the industry for you as well i think i think a lot of people can fantasize about what it's like to be a sales rep you know because i you know i and other people don't go sit at a job every day we don't sit at a job we don't go sit at a desk every day for our job and there's a little bit more flexibility with work hours and you know, it, it can seem like there's, you know, a glamorous or a, or a jealousy to, you know, having the life of a sales rep, but I don't want that to be clouded by um, reality for one, and for two, the personality type of the people that do well in sales roles. Like, it's also a very lonely job. It also requires a significant amount of willpower and determination and discipline. To be able to outline your day without any structure. Nobody gives you a, a to-do list. You make your own to-do list. Not a lot of people that I know are actually good at that and doing it consistently. I struggle with it at times, right? Like, and I, and I'm aware of it and I, I try to uh, mitigate it as much as I can. But, you know, I just, I'm not the person. And I think a lot of people, you know, if they like something, right? Like, I'm kind of this way with cycling, right? Like, I'm, I'm into cycling now. It's like, everybody, like, let me tell you how great this is, and you should do it too, right? Like, so many people are like that. Hey, I just got the sweet job. You know what you should do for a job? You know, and all the people online, like, oh, drop shipping on Amazon, like, the next best thing. Like, I'm kind of that way with cycling. Like, I think everybody should do it. Like, okay, cool. But with medical sales, I'm much more of a realist, and I'm not, I would say, a, uh, a disciple for medical sales. I don't think like a lot of there's the majority of people should not be in this industry and obviously are not like it's a relatively small niche of the entire, you know, workplace as a whole. So obviously that wouldn't happen, but it takes a unique personality type. It takes a unique level of interest. It takes uh, a certain level of, you know, competitiveness, disagreeableness, um, openness to competition, um, among other things that if, you know, if you don't possess those traits, like you're not going to be happy in this industry anyway, you're not going to do well. You're probably like with everything in life, there's a lot of different games that we all can play, you know, like, for example, let's just take cycling, for example, you know, and as I go off on another change, but hopefully it's helpful. I am currently at 225 pounds, okay, on a bike, roughly speaking. There are people that ride bikes that are quote-unquote climbers, you know, so like the Tour de France, for example, there's a lot of climbing, and by climbing, I mean riding uphill, right? The people that do that are very light physically. They're going to be like 150, 160 pounds because gravity is going to be working against the heavier riders, so it takes a lot more effort, a lot more power to go the same speed uphill if you weigh a lot more. So like that's not a game I should try to play, right? So if I if I want to be a site in cycling, right? And I want to race and take it somewhat competitively. Which type of competition within the cycling world should I be getting into? Should I be going into races that have a lot of climbing in them? Obviously not because I'm going to get dropped by all the lighter riders, physically lighter riders on the climbs. And like there's there's a uh, a home trainer. I've got a home trainer where you can play. It's kind of like a video game, effectively for riding your bike. Where I've done races against other people live, you know, throughout the world, and I get dropped on all the climbs because I'm 225 pounds. Everybody else is like 175 pounds or less. So that's not a game I'm going to choose. So then when I when I choose to do races on on my bike, I'm choosing flat courses. I'm choosing areas of bike racing that are flat so that my the gravity is not working against me as you know as uh, as much as it does in a climbing event because you know as long as I'm not going uphill I'm not going to be penalized for being 225 pounds nearly as much well the same thing in life and in choosing a career you're gonna have to choose the game that you want to play and choosing to play the medical sales game if you don't have the type of makeup that is competitive based, that thinks that promotion and getting jobs and getting opportunities is going to be based on your fit, quote unquote, on people liking you, on your results, on your experience, on all those factors. If you are the person that thinks like, well, if I have the most experience, I should be the one getting the promotion, regardless of anything else, like you should choose a different game. There's plenty of games to play. I'm not, I don't think everybody should play this game. You should play a different one that has a little bit more linear trajectory of a career. So um, I'll just shut my mouth on this one. Cause I think, I think that's good. <laughs> you guys, I'm sure you, uh, you get the point. If, uh, if you guys are listening this long anyway, um, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.